Welcome to another episode of Successfully Live. I'm Adam O'Donnell. Today, I'm excited to be here with Ray Mitra. So Ray is the head of global customer care, which includes customer success and support here at GE Digital Oil and Gas. So super excited to be talking with you today just about your experience. You've been in customer success for a long time. You've also worked at a number of different departments throughout the company. But I mean, really, what does driving a culture of customer success mean to you? I believe that real customer happiness or customer success comes from that entire organization. There has, this has to be the mission of the company, mission of the CEO and the vision. Everybody has to be aligned. It's not just the customer success team that is driving customer happiness. So you have some specific examples. That's yes, why I'm most course. excited to talk with you. Uh, could you kind of give us, paint that picture of how you've done this in the past to encourage that culture? Sure. I work for GE Oil and Gas Digital, as you said, for the last 10 months here. Um, but prior to that, I used to work for a company called Aptus, and that's where I actually implemented a lot of these programs, and one of them was called the Happy Customer Program. And uh, since then, I am actually bringing a version of that at GE as well. And also, I know that I've shared this with various other companies who are adopting that similar kind of concept, and I'll tell you about this. So um, when I went to Aptus, um, I realized that we wanted to build a whole customer success adoption, KPI, value realization function, and uh, we were struggling a little bit because we sensed that it was just the problem of the customer success team to, to be caring about that, about adoption, and, and, and not the other departments. And when I actually started looking at it and analyzing how the whole organization works, I saw that there was a lack of culture and awareness of why customer retention or customer adoption should be important to everybody. So I started educating that entire organization on the importance of customer retention, customer happiness, and uh, created this program called Happy Customers, okay? which almost became like a brand image at uh, my previous company. So Happy Customer is the way that we defined is Happy Customer are those customers who get the full value of their investment in our solution, as well as they have a great experience and success through their entire relationship with our company. And then that was something that we wanted every employee in the company to be aligned to that, okay? Not just the customer-facing people, not just the salespeople or customer success. So what I did, a few things there, was uh, created this certification program called Happy Customers, and every employee had to be certified in that. It was a 30 minutes um, training. Uh, it was a self-driven um, training they had to do, and after the training, they had to actually take a test, very simple test, what does adoption mean and who is responsible for adoption? The whole message that we were trying to get into that, that it is everybody's responsibility to make the customer happy. And um, we made it very exciting because it also became kind of like a little bit of a branding image within the company. Um, at the end of that certification that every employee had to do, uh, we would give them a little logo called Happy Customer Certified which people started using at their signature, Happy Customer Certified. And then we also had a decal, like a sticker, that every employee would use in their laptop. Okay. So that was one way of driving. So we wanted to ensure, and then our CEO at that time, uh, during the annual conference, which we call um, Accelerate, he would actually mention that all our employees, 100% of our employees are behind Happy Customer. That means we all employees of the company are behind a customer success, irrespective of which role you are in. Take, uh, for example, a person in doing QA, say in Bangalore, they don't even interact with customers. But in that test that we had, we would ask, because there were a little bit of a video that every employee had to do, 
I would ask, what, does, wh what is your role in making a customer happy? So you'd say that my role is to ensure that I deliver a product which is free of any bugs, free of any issue, and that's how I make a customer happy. So we drove that culture across the company, and then at some point of time, it became part of a new hire training. So like a new hire had to be certified before they can get you know, the next, next steps. So I just want to zoom into this so we can like help share this with other people and so that they can start doing this themselves. I mean, what is the very first thing you would suggest someone who wants to roll out a program like this? So I think the first thing that you need to do is um, get alignment with your executives. You need to have a CEO or senior leaders who are aligned to that mission, right? So we, I worked in my former company very closely with our CEO. It was his baby to make sure that customers were happy it was his idea, like a happy customer, and I basically took it and created it into a program and executed it. And uh, that's the first thing. You need the blessings of the top level because you're going across that entire company. And um, every year we were getting the employees certified. The first year um, at that company, we were 600 employees and eventually it became 1,400. And so to drive that uh, certification for people to take 30 minutes of their time to get certified and get 100% uh, certification for all employees, I did need the um, senior level um, support and commitment. Just help walk us through. So I'm an I'm a employee who has not been certified yet. Yes. I've already been there uh, for however long. What is that process? Of, am I taking a test? Am I sitting through a class? You said it's 30 minutes, so, but can you kind of break that so down? So we wanted to make it very simple because we don't, didn't want, again, it is really a cultural training. It's not like I'm educating you on a product or you have to it's really a cultural thing, right? So it was a 30 minutes training that we had created an online training that was available for everybody um, using a tool that we had, an online tool. And the tool was good that it was assigned to every empl employees and we could see if they're completing it, if they're skipping, we could see all of that. And because at the end of it, there were 10 questions that the employees needed to answer, very simple questions. We didn't make it complicated. I think that is very, very important because we did two iterations of that the certification 1.0, and the next year we did a certification 2.0 as well. So uh, we made it simple. The questions, the goal was for everybody to be able to address those. It's just that. What are, what are your key takeaways? My goal was that at the end of the certification of 30 minutes, they should be able to do an elevator pitch. At any point of time, if they're at a conference, if somebody asks, what does Happy Customer Program of Aptus mean, Happy Customer, even though it was an internal certification program, but it was also something that we were using externally as a program. Our whole adoption and customer success program was called Happy Customer. So at any point of time, if somebody asked what is Happy Customer, we were able to, any employee in the company could say that, hey, we align behind this. We are all about driving customer experience and high adoption of our solution. That's great. So it's a it's a 30-minute course that they're taking online. Are they doing anything before that, or is it really just like the education of it for 30 minutes, and then there's that little test at the yes, end? Yes, it's that education, and then the test after that. And then we also had this optional, uh, very interesting, it's like a gamification, we put a video. So they could take their iPhone and actually record and say, what does happy customer mean to me? And uh, we say that all the people who are submitting those entries for their videos we will look through those and then we will have a nomination from, again, it was not a nomination. It was all the other people who were in that training tool. They could view those videos and whoever had the maximum views would get a prize. So we kind of drove a little bit of a uh, adoption through that. Oh, I bet. And you had literally every employee saying what it meant to them, like a yes. recording of that. That's yeah. incredible. And it was good to see a perspective of a person. That's why I was using the example of that QA person, right? What he said, because it really stuck with me because a person who 
doesn't usually talk to a customer to him how he perceives this. That's the whole point. Mm, that's that's incredible. So could you tell us the actual platform that you did this for? Yes, um, we used on? we used this solution called Saleshood. Very cool. So Saleshood. And what kind of I mean, I'm just trying to get tactical. So if someone really does want to do this, how much time did it take you to get that content right? Uh, not a whole lot, not a whole lot. I did a lot of research. It took me a long time, only because maybe a month or so, because um, I went to multiple, you know, various um, groups to validate, make sure everything is all good. But then when I introduced this program about two and a half, three years ago, um, it was fairly new. So I used whatever I knew at that time. Why is adoption important? I mean, it's very, very obvious. I'm very passionate about customer success. I pulled in a lot of those, and I also used a lot of scientific data, like how adoption, how, what happens in that entire customer journey, and uh, once customer is unhappy, how difficult it is for them to bring from that unhappy state to that happy state. So why do we need to focus on adoption from the very beginning and not as an afterthought? So did a lot of those research, and I put that together. And since then, I've actually spoken about this at various um, conferences, and I do have that program, and then I'm readily available, more than happy to share with people some of the things that we have done and so that it becomes easier for other companies to start. The very beginning, is it just, are they watching a video or are they just like reading a yes, blog? Yes, it was all videos. There's, this was, an, in today's world, it has to be video. So in fact, Saleshood, the company that I talked about, they are the ones who helped us. So we went into the Saleshood office, they recorded. So me and there was somebody else. So we talked about, so we had a deck that we put together, but we actually, the deck was there on the side, but we were talking. Why is adoption important and various other things? What are the main things of a, I'll actually tell you what are some of the uh, five pillars of customer success adoption. Uh, happy customer was adoption services. Uh, hyper care management, which is, you know, as soon as a customer goes live, you need extra love and care, right? That's the time when you are at adoption risk. A customer is at adoption risk because they're learning this new product. So you need to give a hyper care. Then we have defined and measured KPS, which is basically value realization. Solution diagnostics, after you go live, how do we help our customers diagnose issues and performance problems, ongoing improvements, and then circles of success, which is basically creating a community of customers to customers and along with uh, the company that we had to share best practices. So those were kind of our five pillars of happy customers. And that was the mission or that was basically what we were driving across employees saying that these are the things that we focus on to make a customer happy. That makes sense. Um, could you get, I mean, could you tell us anything in terms of the impact that you saw that this program had? Did y'all track that at all? Oh, no, of course. Yes. So we did see that there was a huge impact because everybody would say that, you know, they started using um, the language of happy customer, right? Uh, like we say, Google it, like let's Google it. It's a company. So people started saying that whenever there's an issue during an implementation, People said, you really want to do this because if you do this, you're going to solve for a happy customer. So they started using that word as a verb, like, like, let's solve for a happy customer. I don't think we should be cutting down on this scope here because let's solve for happy customer. They started using that, and which was really good. And, uh, and uh, there are a few additional things that we did to drive this. I mean, again, this was a program. We had to go through adoption challenges for this. Yes, so we got 100% adoption, but we struggled with that in the beginning because people wouldn't take that challenge, even though I had leadership. Leadership support is one thing, but there are other things you have to drive. People shouldn't feel forced to be taking those. So we drove a lot of cultural um, other activities, gamification, 
one thing that we did, and especially when we grew as a company from 600 to 1400 employees, we created happy customer champion programs. Okay. So we said anybody in the company could nominate another person in the company to be a happy customer champion. Okay. And then we, would, we were using Influitive, so we were giving them points, they could buy things. And then once we have that nomination, then at every quarter, we were recognizing a happy customer champion from within the um, employee base, not necessarily a customer success manager, a nomination for a person. So we got some feedback from a customer that during implementation, one guy went over and beyond to help the customer train them on certain things. So we got a note from the customer and some employee did a nomination and then we created this trophy. It's an interesting looking trophy that we started giving out to those people saying, today our um, champion for this quarter is this. And we take their picture, we'll create the story. And in the uh, every floor we had a notice board, we'll put their picture and saying this is our quarterly uh, champion. And there was a newsletter that went out who was the champion and why is he a champion. That's neat. So this is all post them doing the certification. Post certification to continue to drive that importance of happy customer as new employees come in. So somebody sees this trophy sitting in your um, desk and say, oh, what is that, right? So then I get another, they get another opportunity to say that, hey, I went over and beyond and did something for the customer. They were very happy, so I got this trophy. So it drives that culture. It's more than, as I said, like it's not about the pressure of the executive saying that you need to get certified. How do you drive that culture within their, uh, within their being, right? As opposed to just it's a tick mark, I need to get this thing done and over with. How do you, how do you start believing in that? So we started presenting those stories in fact, in our quarterly, uh, no, on our weekly company-wide uh, meetings that we had, we would also present customer success stories, success stories, okay? And then we'll have a, we will use some of these examples saying this is one example of a success where, you know, somebody went and over and beyond and the customer is really happy. They sent us an email and they thanked us. So we started sharing a lot of those stories because, of course, we know there are a lot of issues all the time and we always tend to focus on, oh, this is issue, customer is unhappy. But there are so many good things that happen which tend to ignore. And I think through this, we were able to drive that recognition of the good that everybody does at the company. So all this is internal, getting the people on the right page. Um, how did this actually affect the, the end customer? So ultimately, this whole customer, customer success program is really for our end customers but it will not be very effective until you have your internal change. So we drove internal change here through this program and the same happy customer program, ultimately what I read out those pillars, they're all for the benefit of our customer. So when we introduced customer success to our customers, we always talked about happy customer program, that we all believe in happy customers, every employee, and these are the things, this is how I can engage with you and help you. So we basically talked about the mission of customer success. One way we draw more awareness of customer success program was um, through events. We would go into um, Salesforce, a Dreamforce event or the Accelerate event, and we marketing created this badge here, Happy Customer logo. And, uh, you know, we would, every employee would wear this. And um, then many customers would ask us, what is this? So we have the opportunity. This is where people who don't interact with customers, usually they have that elevator pitch ready so they can talk to customers saying, hey, this is what a happy customer program is all about. Let me connect you to somebody who can tell you more about it. And we also started doing, um, you know, when we go to uh, a customer site, uh, we used to take cupcakes and various other things, and we'll put logos of the customer as well as a happy customer um, logo 
and we'll take it. It just breaks that ice. No? These are small, small things which somebody may not think as important, but to go to a meeting where there is little tension going on, implementation, you take some cupcakes and all small things. It's, those are small things, but I think it makes a difference. And when customers see their logo in a cupcake, they love it. It just breaks that ice, so it helps us with the next steps of those meetings. So we did that. Um, but ultimately, the Happy Customer Program, which was the customer facing, was really all about adoption. We built um, early warning system, which is tracking customers' usage. That helped us with the adoption, being very proactive into reaching out to customers to see why they are not using certain features, why they are not logging on. So that's basically the tool for um, CSMs. Um, and we also use Gainsight. And then um, the other thing that we did really well was something called the circles of success, which is connecting customers to customers. What we saw, one thing was that every company is publishing their best practices and sending out to customers, right? So it's our point of view as a vendor, I'm sharing my best practices. After talking to customers, we realized that what customers really want, that is, this is value, but they want to hear best practices from their peers. And there was no facilitation of that. So we created these circles of success where we were bringing similar customers together who use our product and talk to each other because they're talking more than the, about the product features. They're talking about, okay, this particular product, I was, as I was implementing this, I have a lot of challenges with legal. How did you deal with this? Uh, how did you do the workaround for that? They started having more business kind of a discussions on that. And they started valuing a lot. And when I had the circles of success sessions, 25 sessions, they get filled up in like two days because it was a small group of like 10 people and we would just facilitate, let the customers talk to each other. It became so popular that I started doing two, three times a year and I created an online version of that as well. So that was our second um, program. And then, you know, KPIs, the standard things, doing value realizations. Those are all part of our happy customer program. That's incredible. So, I mean, you've done a lot in, in, these, in your previous roles. How are you applying this right now to GE? So, um, Everything that I've learned um, or, or uh, tried out, because customer success, as you know, is fairly new. A lot of the things are coming up new. So I got a chance to try out these things and see what worked really well. And we are adopting that. I'm actually taking a lot of those lessons learned and those programs and creating certain things at GE Digital because we are launching our um, new SaaS products. GE traditionally has been uh, hardware or, or um, uh, non-cloud-based, non-SaaS uh, software company. So now we have our SaaS products on the Predix platform. So it's a prediction. It's a very similar kind of product. We are getting data from the oil, we are oil and gas. So the oil rigs have um, various compressors and various other equipments and machines. And we use IIoT, Internet of Things, inter industrial Internet of Things. And we get all those data, the pressure, the vibrations, all those data come into the cloud. And from there, we start making predictions um, how, to, how to basically drive more efficiency, production efficiencies, or unplanned downtime of a, uh, equipment. How do we drive those? Um, that's a SaaS product now. So similar kind of concepts uh, need to be brought in how to drive adoption of these because SaaS, being a SaaS product, we want to make sure the customers are using our solutions. They're sticky. They're having good experience. So all of those concepts apply here. So I'm in the process of creating something like a delighted customer program here as well. How did you overcome some of the challenges of adoption of a program like this? Um, so any, with any program, as we know, there is always an, you're driving a cultural change. There's going to be some kind of a challenge or an adoption uh, challenge, right? So in this case, even though this is not a brand new system that people were learning, it was a brand new program. They had to go through the training. 
they have to actually follow through uh, on what was communicated in that training. So uh, we, we did not see initially, we did not see 100% of the employees, even though there was an email that went out from the CEO, we didn't see 100% of the employees doing it. However, we had access to data. Data is very important. We had access to data. We saw which departments were not doing. And through the tool that we were using, we were able to send out to the management, to the managers of those groups, saying that you are not 100% certified because of your team. So I think that helped. And I think some reminders from our CEO helped in the very beginning, the first year. Subsequently, I, I didn't want every year for the CEO to be sending reminders. So we created more of those gamification kind of approaches. And I think this trophy recognition of uh, people who are doing something over and beyond to make a customer happy publicly, publicly meaning in that uh, weekly and so, uh, all hands, as well as recognizing them through the newsletter, putting them on our website, putting their picture and the story in each floor in the notice boards. I think those helped. I mean, that's what it is. Cultural change takes time. It cannot happen just like that. So I think all these factors needs to be considered. And it, the whole thing applies even to our customers' adoption. You have to think about it, right? You bring in gamification. So that's how it worked. And ultimately, we started getting 100% adoption. And then ultimately, this became part of our new hire onboarding process. So that became much easier for me. Yep. Great. Thank you so much. This, this has been incredible. Another great episode of Successfully Live.